Blog Talk Radio. Monday, February the 16th, 2015, and as always, I'm your host, Sean Hansen, and as we do each and every Monday at this same time, over the same virtual airways of the Blog Talk Radio Network, we bring to you another update from Buyer's Meeting Point, Kelly Barner, and of course, Kelly talks about the world of procurement, and not just the news that is happening, which is always something interesting out there going on, but also the upcoming webinars and events that will be of interest to you. Now, in this week's audio, by the way, uh, we do a bit of a soundbite. We'll hear about the idea of the circular economy and how it may change the approaches procurement takes in terms of material categories and contract models on a go-forward basis. So without further delay, let's welcome to the show, Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This is the Buyer's Meeting Point weekly update for February 16th through the 20th, 2015. This week, there are quite a few webinars taking place, but in my opinion, the best ones cover collaborative contract management, risk management, procurement transformation, and supply market intelligence. My first recommendation of the week is on Wednesday morning, Collaborative Contract Management, Procurement's Role in Enhancing Compliance and Mitigating Risk and it is being presented by Selectica, Iasta, and Arna Partners. Just as a reminder, Iasta was acquired by Selectica in the middle of 2014. There is no question that compliance and risk management are efforts of the highest priority for procurement, but using contract management and collaborating with suppliers to achieve them is a new approach. As the capabilities of contract management systems become more robust and dynamic, so does their potential application in a range of supply management efforts. On Wednesday afternoon, Supply and Demand Chain Executive Magazine presents a risk management webinar on the risks of globalization. Global is as global does to channel Forrest Gump, and this webinar includes companies that source internationally, manufacture internationally, ship internationally, or operate on a global basis within the boundaries of their own organization. As they said in the event description, what you don't know can kill your business. Sounds like it's time to find out what you don't know. On Thursday afternoon, Zykus and Ardent Partners present Sailing Downstream, Why Source to Settle Defines Procurement Transformation in 2015, which is an ISM webinar. The popularity of the idea of procurement transformation may have obscured the associated complexity. This is not an effort to be taken lightly. It involves people, processes, and technology working well in concert. In this webinar, we will hear thoughts from procurement leaders on how they achieved their successes, how to leverage both communication and collaboration, and the five keys that leading procurement departments use to drive and maintain their program's momentum. All webinar attendees will receive a free copy of Ardent Partners' brand new report, Why Source to Settle Defines Procurement Transformation in 2015. My last recommendation is actually more of an invitation. On Thursday morning, I am speaking on an IACCM webinar with my co-author, Jeanette Jones of Cottrell Research. 
This webinar will be based on our recently released book, Supply Market Intelligence for Procurement Professionals, Research, Process, and Resources. In just one hour, we're going to walk through the most important points of the book, including the difference between information and intelligence, how to establish a market intelligence program, using the program to build relationships with other internal functions, quality assurance, and knowledge management. I promise you'll come away either having learned something or wanting to learn more. I do hope you can join us on Thursday morning. Check the Buyers Meeting Point events calendar for scheduling and registration links for these events as well as those coming up. Next week's events, as they stand right now, make for a very busy Thursday the 26th with six events already scheduled for that one day. For this week's guest audio, I took an opportunity to learn about a topic that is popping up in procurement thought leadership circles recently, and that is the circular economy. For a background on what it means and how it works, let's listen to this audio from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. I will also post the link to the video on today's Blog Talk Radio episode page in case you would like to watch the entertaining and illuminating animations that go along with the audio. Living systems have been around for a few billion years and will be around for many more. In the living world, there's no landfill. Instead, materials flow. One species' waste is another's food, energy is provided by the sun, things grow, then die, and nutrients return to the soil safely. And it works. Yet as humans, we've adopted a linear approach. We take, we make, and we dispose. A new phone comes out, so we ditch the old one. Our washing machine packs up, so we buy another. Each time we do this, we're eating into a finite supply of resources and often producing toxic waste. It simply can't work long term. So what can? If we accept that the living world's cyclical model works, can we change our way of thinking so that we too operate a circular economy? Let's start with the biological cycle. How can our waste build capital rather than reduce it? By rethinking and redesigning products and components and the packaging they come in, we can create safe and compostable materials that help grow more stuff. As they say in the movies, no resources have been lost in the making of this material. So what about the washing machines, mobile phones, fridges? We know they don't biodegrade. Here, we're talking about another sort of rethink, a way to cycle valuable metals, polymers, and alloys so they maintain their quality and continue to be useful beyond the shelf life of individual products. What if the goods of today became the resources of tomorrow? It makes commercial sense. Instead of the throw-away and replace culture we've become used to, we'd adopt a return and renew one where products and components are designed to be disassembled and regenerated. One solution may be to rethink the way we view ownership. What if we never actually owned our technologies? We simply licensed them from the manufacturers. Now, let's put these two cycles together. Imagine if we could design products to come back to their makers their technical materials being reused and their biological parts increasing agricultural value. 
and imagine that these products are made and transported using renewable energy. Here we have a model that builds prosperity long term. And the good news is, there are already companies out there who are beginning to adopt this way of working. But the circular economy isn't about one manufacturer changing one product. It's about all the interconnecting companies that form our infrastructure and economy coming together. It's about energy. It's about rethinking the operating system itself. We have a fantastic opportunity to open new perspectives and new horizons. Instead of remaining trapped in the frustrations of the present, with creativity and innovation, we really can rethink and redesign our future. So the first thing to point out about the idea of a circular economy, at least from a corporate procurement standpoint, is that it is not an altruistic idea about sustainability and environmentally sensitive sourcing, although those may both be side benefits. It is rather a change to the business and underlying economic models that affect how we look at cost models and contract structures in the long and short term. There were two examples in the audio that I think are worth considering further. The first is renewable materials. If a component or a material in something procurement is responsible for buying can go back to the supplier either at the end of its life or for routine replacement, that changes the total cost of ownership calculations we need to do in comparing alternatives. If we call back up an idea from last week's guest audio from Mindshare CEO Marco Romini, that procurement moving forward will focus more on results than straight quantity and cost per unit calculations. It may take a number of circular resources over time to reach the same result. Waste costs may go down if materials are being sent to manufacturers rather than being disposed of. On the other hand, maybe these circular resources do not have the same lifespan as their traditional linear alternatives. We may also need to account for downtime as they are sent away to be refurbished or invest additional effort in planning to make sure that replacement resources are available before the ones needing refurbishment are sent back. So not good, not bad, just different. The other example of how a circular economy may affect procurement is a change in contract models. Rather than buying resources, we may move into something more akin to a lease agreement, where we pay for access to rather than ownership of these circular resources. This will affect contract structure and terminology, as well as accounting practices, as capital purchases become service agreements, relieving the need for depreciation schedules. Perhaps most of all, this will require and support further change in the relationships procurement fosters with their suppliers. As Alice Seinberg-Hemmingston of Responsible Procurement Excellence recently wrote for the Ecovatus blog, quote, it is critical for procurement to understand the radical changes that the business will most probably undertake when integrating circular principles. Practically speaking, procurement has had to be able to challenge their suppliers on the redesign of production processes, products, and services, materials handling and transportation, and engage them in the post-use cycle, end quote. Although it seems like procurement is being asked to get smart on more and more variations of our traditional models, I think we're really in a time of convergence. Everything is changing similarly, albeit on different timelines and at different levels of priority. 
Has there been any discussion of circular economic practices at your company? Do you have any materials categories that have begun to shift and behave more like services ones? What challenges has this presented for procurement, your stakeholders, and finance? As always, you can share your thoughts on this week's guest audio or recommended events by commenting on today's episode page or by connecting with me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. I will be back next Monday to review upcoming procurement events and share another guest audio excerpt.